Hey mom friends, welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast where we talk about all things postpartum with mommyhood, faith, and business. I'm your host, Allison Nick, and today I am bringing my husband on to this show. I am, I've always talked about how communication is the first step to finding your release, communicating with your support system, your significant other, all of those things. And so I wanted to bring him on because my personal communication has grown grown since we have been in a relationship, since we started dating seven years ago and now being in a marriage and then now being parents, the communication has changed. And so I wanted to bring him on to talk about how I was not a great communicator. I talked to you about the steps on how I changed my communication, I started communicating more, and how that communication, how when I did start communicating, um, that just changed the aspect of our relationship and of our marriage, essentially, and how we raise our kids and how we move forward going day to day. And um, so I think this is going to be great for all of you moms, because obviously we all have support systems in our lives. We um, all have people around us that want the best for us. And so like the title of this episode is communication is going to lead you to your self-care. And that self-care is relaxation, finding your release and getting some time so you can better be more energized and more rejuvenated to help. I mean, to to better serve your family and um, those around you. So let's go ahead and let's get into this episode. Okay, mom friends, real quick before I get started, y'all know I have to give, we have to raise our milk glass to a kid entrepreneur. But first, before you forget, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to leave a five star review. We are trying to get up to 50 reviews. Um, That's just our next ultimate goal. So please help us reach that goal. Now, our kidpreneur is actually a little girl named Elena Morse. She is the creator of Zolly Pops, which are a sugar-free lollipops or sugar-free candy. It started whenever she was seven years old and she wanted to create a candy that did not have sugar in it because her parents already, excuse me, her parents always taught her that candy was bad for your teeth. One of her parents, her dad, by the way, is the co-creator of the five-hour energy. So it's just in her blood. Um, She started the company with some money that she got from her grandparents, which is awesome. And the rest is history. She was invited to the White House not once but twice by our favorite um, floatist, Miss Michelle Obama. And she has been on Shark Tank and Good Morning America, and she's just doing awesome things. She also has gone into Zolly Drops, which are sugar-free peppermints, and Zolly Taffy. So she is just exceeding everything, all of her goals. When asked... um, To give advice to aspiring kidpreneurs, she said, always keep asking questions. You can do anything if you work hard, try, and believe in yourself and never give up. This was taken from the entrepreneur.com article in 2016. Um, I like what she said by always keep asking questions because that ties into our topic for today, talking about communication, Um, not being afraid to ask questions, get out there and learn as much as you can. Um, But then essentially that is communicate with other people. So you can get to the ultimate goal of where you want to be in life. So we raise our milk glass to Miss Elena for her Zolly Pop creation and good luck to her. 
Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I definitely did, but I didn't know how to do it until I ran to a girl at a meet and greet and she told me about Anchor. Now, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's free and it's ridiculously easy to use. And as a mom, we all know that things that are free are valuable. (laughs) And Anchor can now match you with other great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Yes, so that means you can start making money whenever you start recording your podcast. It's ridiculously easy. It's great. It's fun. It's easy to distribute. So if you want to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and other diverse podcasters here that already use Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Okay, mom friends, so today I have a special episode. I am actually doing this episode with my husband, Jay. Say hi to the people. Say hi to the people. Hi, people. (laughs) He's so rude. Anyway, oh gosh, we're going to make it through this episode, y'all. So, like I said in the intro, today I'm going to be talking to y'all about communicating with your significant other or with your support system to help you better communicate that you are overwhelmed, that you can not be 100% super mom without having some type of release or without having some time to yourself. So I brought Jay on the show today because obviously we've been together for over seven years. We <laughs> and we've gone from, you know, the dating to married to now parents. And so with all those different trials and different levels to our relationship there have been different times of communication so so how about this how about you talk about the first time that you had to like really tell me that hey we need to communicate that you can't just like every time I would get mad what would I do so uh, one of the first times I remember it was when our first big arguments and she tried to leave yes and just had just a big old hussy. And <laughs> hissy. I'm like, Not a hussy, hissy. Yeah, but you were being a hussy. Whatever. So that's why I call it that. So I say, well, she had her attitude or whatever. And I come back upstairs and she's packing her stuff up. And I'm like, oh, where do you think you're going? <laughs> I'm going home. I'm like, no. Yes, yeah, because we weren't living together at the time. Yeah, we were li- I was living with my parents. And uh, I was like, no, we finna talk this out like adults. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that lip was stuck out the whole time. <laughs> but then eventually she was like, all right. And I had to train her how to communicate. Anywho. <laughs> well, in a sense, what he said was true. Because I before then, so give me all a little back history on me. Before then, I was the only child. In a sense, my brother and I are 19 years apart. So we both essentially grew up as only children. So if I got upset or frustrated by something my mom was doing or my dad was doing, I couldn't go to my sibling and go talk about it. I had to bottle it up, go into my room and just kind of just keep it all inside. So when people would make me upset, the only thing I knew how to do was to leave the situation. Um, It was, you know, it's either my way or no way. And that's just kind of how I dealt with in relationships. And then before Jay, a lot of the relationships that I was in, this be this is me being very transparent. Um, I was always like the cultured one. <laughs> 
in the sense that like I traveled a lot. I had one boyfriend that had never eaten a pear. He broke the thing in half. He thought you were supposed to take the stem off before you ate it. It was just like, <laughs> I was just the one. I always felt like I was the right one. The one that knew everything in the relationship. Like I was always teaching my boyfriends. So whenever I come across Jay and his O'Cliffness. And, <laughs> and he's like, say, man, I know stuff too. I know stuff that you don't. And, you know, I can put you up on game whatever for stuff that I don't know and vice versa. Hmm, good story so, in that one. Um, <laughs> we first started dating and there was some cat that was hovering around her. We, uh, Zoe would call them satellites. Shout out to 5150 if they're listening. Oh, my God. Um, he was hovering. And when she got a boyfriend and she finally put it up, I said, watch out. He's going to try to get you. And she was like, oh, he ain't going to try nothing. He ain't going to try nothing. Because me and this person have been, like, back and forth for a while. So I'm like, well, if you didn't make it official, then you don't want it. Mm-hmm. And Jay Nick don't play them games. I'm going to go get you. But <laughs> it was like two days later. Oh, he tried. I was like, oh. Anywho. But <laughs> so like I said, this episode is going to be more about just the communication of everything. So... In dealing with me, how have you felt like I have communicated better with you? Or have I communicated better with you? You yell more. I yell more. Because <laughs> before it was a bottle it up. So I'm more expressive. She's more expressive now. Okay. Which I'm fine with. Because that's what I need. I need you to be 100%. Yeah. Tell me. I will say, you guys, that um, so starting off, like I said, in the beginning of our relationship, I didn't know how to communicate. So a lot of times I wouldn't talk, but I would text him my feelings. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I can say about communicating is don't if you have another way of expressing yourself somehow, that's OK. You have to express yourself somehow. Either if you're not going to talk, write it out, text it out. um, I don't know, make an art piece. If you're a really creative, you know, artsy person, do an art piece or something because you need to tell that person how you're feeling in the relationship. A lot of times we can assume things. We can assume if the other person isn't talking or isn't communicating in us in any shape, form, or fashion, we can assume what they're thinking. And then those assumptions can lead us down the wrong roads. So the first thing I could say about communicating is have some sort of communication with me. At first, it was writing. Um, I think I'm getting a little better communicating, obviously, because I'm yelling. Mm-hmm. But um, but with Jay, Jay was the better communicator in our relationship, so he did have to teach me um, communication. I will also say, if you're married, um, what was that book called? That Five Love Languages. The Five Love Great Languages book. book. It is an awesome book. It um, really changed our marriage as far as there are different ways that he receives love and there are different ways that I receive love. It's by Gary something. I forgot his last name, but it's the five love languages. Um, like I said, I think it's a really great book if you're um, engaged, if you're married, um, or even if you've been with someone for an extremely long time. That is definitely a book that y'all should invest in and um, read together and talk about what your language is so that you can better um, love and communicate for your other person. And the great thing about the book and what her pastor, he's the one who got us to get the book. He said, reread it every three years. And I don't think we've reread it since we've been married. 
Well, because it'll be three what? years in August. Oh, yeah. Mm, dun, 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 dun. Look at you yeah. remembering our anniversary. But, uh, <laughs> but the whole book is just about how, like she said, how people receive love. I think when we first read the book, one of those things about listening, folks, here it is. My <laughs> wife read it and received it as this is how you give it the way you want to give it. And I was like, no, babe, this is about how you receive love from your partner. A little bit of a confusing thing. But anyway, it's about she likes gifts and that's how she feels loved is by receiving gifts. Gifts and acts of service. Yeah. Me, at that time, since we were apart so much, it was just your presence. Quality time. Quality time. And once we read it, got a little... Got it understood. Our relationship kicked off after that, like, to the betterment. Because up until that point, it was just uh argument here and there. Then make up. Argument here and there. Make up. There wasn't really any progress, in a sense. Just time together. Yeah. You know? Besides just having time together. So, yeah. Um, So, do you have any recommendations for the people? For someone that may have... That was in your situation in the sense that they have a significant other that is hard at communicating. What what advice would you have for them? And then I'm going to give my spiel on if you are that person that's um, it's hard for you to communicate some different ways that you can't communicate. But you tell your answer first. I mean, first thing you need to have is patience. And that's something that I necessarily didn't have with other people. But considering that I have over. I got three other siblings and a buttload of cousins, yes. so I have to learn. I have, he is a very big family. I already knew how family. to express myself and say what I needed to say, but having the patience to sit there and basically coddle this baby <laughs> and just say, hey, come on, use your words, use your <laughs> words, talk to me, write it down, even if you have to just sit there and say, hey, text it to me, I'm sitting in your face that still communicate or hey here's a pen and paper write what down what you want to say it's just having the lines of communication open and and even when she tells you or he tells you what it is or what it ain't be willing for the change be be willing to change but at the same time it has to be reciprocal because as we all grow i can tell you right now the 24 year old jay that met allison back then is a completely different person now that I'm 31. He, there's two different people, and I change every year. So, change is not a bad thing. Just grow with each other instead of trying to completely tear the box up. Be okay with small steps. Yeah, and I think um, not necessarily awarding those small steps, but noticing those small steps, and then I think also letting that person know that this is a safe place. Yeah, that you are like you're going to say something to that person and then like, they're not going to say it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go talk around about you. Cause I had that in the past with exes that I would say something to them and they would go tell somebody else or tell somebody else. And um, I think also providing that safe space is something else that's key. Mm -hmm. Letting them know that you are a safe space is key. Quick note for the ladies, men, us, us men, we love appreciation. Oh, my Lord. You have to praise, man. Just Jesus. not necessarily praise. Oh, you wash but, the dishes. Oh, oh, babe. Oh, my gosh. I'm so thankful for you in my life. What would I have done with you not have done these dishes? Thank you so much for doing these dishes. That's a little thick, but I appreciate <laughs> it. But 
you know, you, this is just a note. Appreciate him a little more. Because even though a guy, most guys, I was watching Steve Harvey, he was like, most guys won the jackpot when they marry their significant other. And I heard it, and I was like, man, that's bullshit. Then I thought about it, I was like, can you try to refrain from Sorry cursing? Sorry for cursing. <laughs> My first thought was, that's BS. But then once I thought about it, it was like, hmm. I did come up and hit the jackpot. Oh, that's sweet. My wife has been everywhere that I've wanted to go. And even when going places, I always find it funner when she's willing to come out. But, you know, I won. I ain't tripping. But I know she won too, you know. (laughs) I'm a catch. Okay, hey. Yeah, right. (laughs) Personality wins wars. Okay. (laughs) You were so silly. Anywho. (laughs) Um, But going back to, so ladies, if you are moms, if you are the one in your relationship that um, it's harder for you to communicate, let me say for me, um... What I have to do is I literally have to run through my head what I'm going to say to him three times. Um, And this is something that I, in a sense, you just mentioned Steve Harvey. I kind of got from Steve Harvey because he was saying he had a stuttering problem. And he had to run through in his head what he would say three times before he would say it out loud. And that would prevent him from stuttering. Um, Because I think sometimes whenever we do stutter, I know for me, because I can be a stutterer, it's nerves. I stutter when I'm nervous, whenever I'm not comfortable, whenever I'm new, whenever I'm in a new environment. Um, and in that same sense, if I'm not comfortable expressing my feelings to someone, um, I have to say in my head three times what I'm going to say. I have to literally kind of tell my, I give myself a little pep talk and just say, okay, you can do this. You're okay. Um, you have to express yourself in order for this relationship to get better. You have to express yourself in order for this relationship to work because marriages work. Um, you have to express yourself in order for everything to move forward. Because like I said before, if you don't express yourself, then assumptions are just going to be, um, are just going to come up in your relationship. You're going to assume this person thinks this. They're going to assume that you think that. And that's necessarily, not necessarily going to be the um, the thing. So run through what you want to say to that person three times and then come to them and say, hey, um, I I want to talk to you about something. Let's talk. And whether that is, um, you know, whether that is, I don't know, maybe whenever that person is in the shower, whenever it's just you and him taking a bath, whenever, um, <laughs> bless you, <laughs> whatever it could be, but find a time where they're not so um, consumed with something. You know, don't do it. Don't don't do it whenever the game is on. I'm sorry. It's NBA Finals right now. I got to bring that up. Don't do it whenever the game is on because men are not going to listen. But do it whenever he's kind of winding down for the night. Maybe whenever he's watching something, whatever that can be. Um, but like I said, run that through your head three times um, and then just catch them at a great time. Even You can even say to them in the middle of their day, if they're off at work or something, like, hey, babe, I want to talk to you about something whenever you get home. Um, nothing bad. I just want to talk to you about something because then men are going to be, like, worried all day because you men do that. Whenever women say, hey, I want to talk to you about something, y'all freak out. Why is that? Let's talk about that. <laughs> it's because... In certain men's minds, 
including my own, women to a certain extent are never satisfied. Huh. And the thought of what does she have a problem with me now? Oh. It kind of, it's kind of a, I'm doing everything I can do. What's next, What's my next step now that she's finna, what's the next mountain I have to climb to please her for two minutes? Why two minutes? Because you're never satisfied. Are you talking about me personally? No, no, I'm just talking oh, about Oh, you're talking about women? Most. You too. <laughs> okay. But it's, and that's something I've talked about. My wife talked to Allison about it. I said, hey, what is your definition of success? What is your definition of making it? Because us as people, we usually don't write our own success story or what is success or what is the end goal. It's usually perpetrated by media, Facebook, mm-hmm. what your friends have, what the girls on Real House Clubs have, oh my what God, your mom clubs. told you that is important or what you should have by the time you're 25. When really, at the end of the day, it's where you go. It's your journey to enjoy. Yeah. And you just have to really think about that, you know, and it's it's something I had to deal with because I don't I didn't write my own version of what success was until I had it. And then I lost it and said, hmm, I'm having happiness without what I thought would make me the most happiness, the most happy. Mm-hmm. So that's just something that's a little tidbit. <laughs> Just just take it in. I'm not not chomping down on y'all, but just Look find at your perspective. Yes. Find your own because us as men, as long as the bills are paid, lights are on, food in the fridge, kids are smiling, wife is smiling, we think we're successful and we're think we're we're happy because of those small things. But man, I I can speak for myself. I'm happy with that. And I know a lot of other guys are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do we want a new car? Yeah, but we don't let it consume us. Yeah. So, what was your definition of success before compared to now? And well, let's talk about let's talk about success because in a relationship, in order for you to be successful, communication is key. So, what was your definition of success? Maybe the twenty-four year old Jay, and then mine would be like the twenty-two year old Allison. So, I, I can say for a fact that mine was definitely like. And it it still in somewhat involves money, but not as heavily. For me, it was, you know, having a six-figure job, kind of more corporate life, um, being in that more space of, um, you know, having the designer stuff, um, having, you know, the heels and all the clothes and all that. And let's, don't get me wrong. I still like <laughs> to look nice, whatever, but it doesn't have to be designer. I'm not that type of person anymore, especially after having kids. Um, I want to be sure my kids and stuff are clothed. That's more important to me. Um, and you okay? that's more important to me. And um, so I can say for my success now, it's more about spending time with my family, doing family trips traveling experiencing different cultures um i think happiness all would all, I mean, or having success will also be included like having a successful marriage um and uh honestly just does it still involve money yes it does but not money necessarily working for someone but 
having my own type of money and not having to work as hard to be, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I want to be a millionaire. That's, that's on my list of things to do. I want to be a millionaire, but, um, I don't want to do it at the expense of having to like slave and be apart from my family, like a traditional job would take you. So what, what was your 24 year old definition of success? Um, considering I was staying with my parents and I was bringing <laughs> in probably 50,000, I, I thought I had made it by that point and I was happy and I had a good whooping on my shoulders, which we would have got married a lot earlier if I didn't lose that job. Okay. But that was my definition and we hadn't did personal work mm-hmm. before then. Yeah. So that now that I know what I know now, I was successful, but I wasn't my own definition of success but now with the things I've learned us getting a house Mm -hmm. making 30 or 40 together uh maybe close yeah 40 we were making 40,000 together Together. when we bought this house yeah and there are a lot of other friends that make twice as much as us that didn't have houses yeah um even with the job I'm at and just watching how the universe or God, however you like to look at it, works. Because right now, after all that time, I'm making about what I was making back then. And it's just a blessing to see the workings of life. You know, just kind of, it'll work out. But my definition of success now is seeing my, my wife happy and my whole household just happy and being yeah. able to spend time with them yeah. and watching the kids grow. My yeah. son is hitting baseballs off the tee, not missing 15 times. That makes me happy. Oh, yeah. Y'all watch out uh, for JoJo. And <laughs> <laughs> My daughter's trying to walk and run at the same time. No crawling. No. You know, the fact I get to spend time with my family without sacrificing. I'm getting the money that I want without having to sacrifice my family. Yeah. And that's just a big thing. And it trumps right now in my life. Like, my family trumps everything. Like, I don't, that's where me and my wife differ. I don't necessarily want to be a millionaire because I'll go crazy and buy everything I want. Whereas I actually appreciate the longevity of working what you want, working for what you want and having to wait for it. And then once you get it, you can just sit back and enjoy it and reflect on the hard work you put in just to get it. I don't, I'm okay with longevity. But if I, I didn't say I'd be a millionaire tomorrow, I'm saying that's all my task of things to do. Oh, telephone's going off. But if... Yes, that was Tupac. <laughs> but if... In my, my opinion about the millionaire, it's just if I had millions, there wouldn't be too much I didn't want. I wouldn't mm. have... It wouldn't be too much that I wanted that I didn't have. So, like the Kanye West effect, whenever he made it was a millionaire, like his music his is music not as good. good. Let's be honest. But you go back and you listen to late registration, uh, college dropout, gra- yeah, graduation drop, graduation, like, graduation, uh, something college dropout. dropout, college dropout. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Through the wire, you listen to all that music. It's he had fire. some. He had a fire in his belly. He had a hunger about him. Yeah. And you know, I'm not going to judge that man, but that's just. That was a whole different Kanye West than the Kanye West that we have right now. Yeah. But he's, he's still different. a genius. Definitely. Just a different type of genius. Yeah. And, you know, you just have to... I'm, I'm all for 
and I, I do my work. I listen to radio shows. I have a favorite, and they just talk about abstract stuff. And most of what I've learned from it is write your own narrative and question everything. Everything that our parents taught us, everything my wife will say, I'll ask her, like, why? Well, where'd you get it from? Did you research it? The same way she does me, which at one point I didn't ask. You know, I, I'll take it for face value, but not saying that I'll question everything, but I'll, I'll ask what's the history behind it. Where did you get it from? I'm interested. Let yeah. me research it and find out. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having that that hunger and that curiosity curiosity that's what keeps you young that's Mm -hmm. what keeps you playing if you ever watch a kid every time they see something new it's like oh my gosh yeah but as we get older we'll see something new and just be like oh Oh, i don't know about that yeah having a child Uh mindset about life yes yeah digging more into that i definitely have to agree and even agreeing with um having that curiosity because i think sometimes like you said sometimes we take success on what our parents told us or what our environment told us success should be and we have to look at success ourselves as what is that for us what is success for us because that's who we have to make happy we have to make ourselves happy because if we aren't happy then we can't make the people around us happy we're gonna bring everybody else down and essentially nobody wants to be around a debbie downer so if we aren't happy then we are not creating a productive environment for ourselves and it kind of rolls it all back, which I just thought about it. To find out your own definition of success, mm-hmm. you first have to listen to yourself and communicate with yourself. Yeah. And being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, I'm a lazy ass. <laughs> I'm a lazy person. <laughs> I am lazy, but when it's time to go work, I can tell you right now, I'll get up and go my tail to work. And I'll if it's something that I want and it's for my family, I'm going to bust my tail for them. But when it's time to sit down... I'm ready to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> but being have being able to be openly honest with yourself, be honest about what happened to you when you were younger. Because we all walk through life with a whole lot of walls up and a whole lot of barriers and a whole lot of chips on the shoulders. And until you start dealing with them, that's when you start growing and finding out who your new self is. Mm-hmm. And you start communicating with yourself and you start talking a little bit more to other people. You know, it's it's a great process. I've went through it. I'm not finished. I'll never be finished. Yeah. We're con- we constantly grow. Yeah. And We're constantly growing individuals. And since my wife started her things, I'm appreciating her go-getter spirit on what she does. Even oh, if I don't you. understand it half the time. And it's <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go. If that's what you're going to do, do it. You know, but... When they having your partners, sometimes it's not necessarily about what you understand, but it's trusting that they may not put you in a position on purpose to where they're trying to hurt you, but they're trying to be true to themselves. And they're communicating with themselves and with higher powers. And so it's, you know, it's just make sure you talk to yourself. There's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Yeah. Having that conversation in the mirror. I do it all the time. <laughs> and, and talking to yourself. But, um, yeah. So, communicating 
works into all of this. Whenever you communicate, not only with yourself, with your significant others, with your support systems around you, you can ultimately be a, a, a better person. You can better serve your family, your kids, your community. And I bring that up once again to say that we have to take advantage of the opportunities. We have to communicate with others because if we do not get our time to relax and to release to reconnect with ourselves that we can better be rejuvenated for um, just for our life period, then we are not serving those around us. Yesterday is a great example. I got off of work from the part-time job that I'm working now. Um, my family was over at Jay's parents' house and I was like, okay, the kids have been with my parents all weekend. Um, you know, I'm getting off of work. Let me just go over there. You know, it's free food because his mom was cooking um, I can catch up with my kids. But then I, when we got off the phone, that was the plan. But then I thought about it. I can probably get a good hour and a half, maybe almost two hours to myself where I can relax, where I can enjoy myself. I can just chill and not have anyone in my face. My kids are good. They're with their dad. They're with their grandparents. I'm not necessarily missing out because they're going to come home to me. And then we can start our nighttime routine and I can kiss and love all over them and just kind of go from there. And for me, that worked better for, for me so I could get that time away so that I could be ready for my family. I had worked four shifts in a row. I was tired. Even with my kids gone, I was still wore out. So I needed that time to just relax and get myself together. Um, and so just having that communication, because I think sometimes moms get mom guilt. Um, and whenever they're missing out with some type of activity with their kids, but I think we have to pick those activities. If your kids are over at grandparents' house, you have time to relax. And then with their daddy, you good. Mom guilt's a thing? Mom guilt is a thing. It's like, it's almost like FOMO. It's like you're afraid of missing out. Or you're afraid that you're not doing enough. That you're not being there enough. That you're not, um, you know, you're just not doing enough for your kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh, did I pick the right school? Oh, um, am I doing the right thing and giving them this candy right now? Or what about their teeth? It's just like all—it's oh, like a constant, constant worry, 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 worry. That's that's why he has that question. Dads don't get that because they know that moms are like we pretty much just think of everything in our heads. Yeah, we get a version of it. What version do y'all get? We, when it comes down to it, a lot of dads are understand that kids are going to bump their heads, kids are going to be imperfect, and. I'll speak for myself. I know how bad I was when I was a kid. Jesus. And I know how messed up I was when I was a kid. Like jumping off of roofs. Yeah. Into baby pools. Who does it? Head first. Who does it? Go we, ahead. We did stuff like that. So I can only expect for my kids to do the same things that I did. How bad I was, I'm expecting for that to come back to me. So it, to a certain extent... I don't worry as much because I know that, okay, just be there for them and support them when they need you, but don't worry about it. You know, they'll be all right. And that's usually, my my wife and Vouch, that's usually my answer to a lot of stuff. Oh, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. And I know that irks her a little bit, but it's just my belief that everything will be fine. Just have to make the best decisions at the time when they come up. Well, yeah, and I and I agree with that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's fine. <laughs> oh, 
You okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe in that because I, I know that kids are going to fall. They're going to bump their heads. Um, sometimes they have to touch the stove in order to know that it's hot. Not saying put your kids like hand on fire, but what I would do is like if I was cooking something in the oven, I would open up the oven. I'll let him feel the heat. That's hot. He's like, oh, that's hot. Yes, that's hot. Like sometimes they have to experience certain things to kind of know. Sometimes if we just say, don't touch that, it's hot. They don't know what that means. So sometimes you got to kind of like, hey, this is heat. Mm-hmm. It, it will burn you. Okay? Especially it's hot. Joseph burned his hand. Yes, he did burn his hand. But we, it was at it's his like grandparents' candle. house. But it was like a candle warmer. And they didn't know it was on. And he was just crawling around and just having to put his hand He's on walking. that object. Whatever. Well, he having to put his hand on that object. And, but, uh, you know. But anywho. Um... But I, I know that, but I think it's sometimes whenever kids do stuff, I think for moms, we're kind of like, how can we best reprimand this so it doesn't happen again? And I think dads are kind of just like, yeah, it's probably going to happen again. <laughs> but we're like, but we have to teach them something. They have to learn. There's a lesson in everything. But then they'll figure it out. Yeah. You, you will figure it out. You yes, but I feel like you have to give them the tools. To help them figure it out. Because yeah. we can't be like, they'll figure it out. And then they're going to teach themselves something wrong. And then they're going to be going off to college. And they're going to be like drinking every night. And go crazy. And and just not that's succeed. Deep. That's too far. Say that's deep. <laughs> but that's is, what moms think about. The kid is two and a half. You went that far. <laughs> that's my, what we think about. My mind stops at five right now. <laughs> Once he hits five, it'll go to ten. But oh, Lord. At the end of the day, we have to trust our teachings to our children yeah. and think about, did you really listen to everything your mom said? And it, said, it did come back on me, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes, how many times have you not listened, bumped your head, and then realized what she said? Oh, that was true. Or your yeah. dad. I, I had it happen a lot. <laughs> but at the same time, I also followed my parents' rule because I kind of figured... They you know, know if I find the if I follow the rules, I get whatever I want. So, which is how we kind of go through life, right? If we listen to our parents' rules in the house, then you know we get stuff, we get gifts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's whenever we best. disobey that we get in trouble. Yeah, but once you're an adult and you're expected to figure this thing called life out on your own, mm-hmm. you know, don't be afraid of branching out and trying new things and new ways there's nothing wrong with having your kids hold books and do squats instead of uh whoopings there's nothing wrong with a good old-fashioned whooping i actually hit my son with a switch the other day just to get his attention that bothered me and it bothered me mm-hmm. but after i got him he stayed away from the poison ivy and he didn't go back over there yeah and it was for his own good because he kept wanting to play with the dog but, I don't like them little. We got some dogs in the ba- in our backyard. And little, ooh, I do not like them dogs. It's a whole story. It's a whole story. They're breeding again too, by the way. <gasps> Are so, they? They have like a whole manifestation of breeding in their backyard. <laughs> no, because they don't. They don't they breed talk. these. No, because they breed these puppies. Or these dogs, and like it's not like they give them where they sell them. They're just they're just building a community in their backyard. So that's just they probably don't have flea protection. They're just so it's gonna like it's more fleas and stuff in the backyard. And the mom, the original mom that was there, she left. She ran away. So it's the daddy mating with his daughter and all these other generations that are here. 
it's it's a whole thing. It's messed up. I'm just saying. I don't like it. But so you know, you have to excuse my wife. She is I don't like um, a pre vet and a very big animal advocate. I am and worked in that service for ten years. Yes, and, over ten years. And she I just don't like animals. it. I do, and I feel and, like if you're gonna have an animal, then you need to take care of it. Okay, and you need to do whatever. It's like a kid. A pet is like a kid. You are literally, they have to get vaccines. They have to get preventions. They have to make sure that they have correct shelter, food, water. Don't be giving that old Roy or gravy train. That's not for your dog. Give them something that's really going to nourish their body. Because whenever they get sick and they're on that old Roy, they can't do nothing. They're just going to get more. Their immune system is not being properly fed. That was a whole tangent. I do okay. apologize. I realize it now. Okay. So, I'm sorry. Um, what Thank you, guys. It's communication <laughs> and listening. So uh, just, I'll take, I'll close it out for you. Uh, it's just communicating and listening. Listen to your partners. But at the same time, it's okay to challenge everything. And don't be afraid to communicate. Um, but I understand if you have to feel first, you have to feel safe in communicating with that person. Um, but like I said, find a good time to talk with them. Run through your head maybe three times what you want to say. Talk yourself up and go for it. Because I promise you, once you communicate, you're either going to discover that what you thought that person was thinking was true or that you were completely wrong. And it can go, you know, really, really well for you. Um, and it can get you to a point to where you can ultimately find happiness for yourself. So thank you guys for listening to this podcast. And thank you, babe, for coming on this podcast with me. I really do appreciate it. All is well. Go forth and prosper. Oh my gosh, you're so cheesy. I love you. Love you too. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast. I just want to say thank you to all of our family, our friends, and our supporters. I want to give a big thank you to my husband and my kiddos um, for just embracing me and supporting me on this crazy journey that I'm going on. Um, like I've said before, go ahead, subscribe, leave us a review so that we are able to reach more moms, more women, and so we can keep encouraging them to go after their dreams and we can expand our mommy community even more. Um, thank you again for listening, and I cannot wait for y'all to listen to the next episode. <laughs>